Welcome back, everyone, to the Two Dudes Rank Tunes podcast. I'm Bradley Cooper. And I am Curtis Cooper, and uh, we're talking about games today. Welcome to Two Dudes Rank Games. Yeah, we're talking about games. So, for longtime listeners, you remember that we reviewed a Crush 40 album, which was about Sonic. And today, we were reviewing Master Sword album, The Final Door, and they talk about The Legend of Zelda. So we are going to be talking about some songs and some games today. The perfect combo. Yeah. So before we get started, why don't we just briefly go over what was your introduction to the Legend of Zelda Nintendo series? Well, I was a late Zelda bloomer. Mm -hmm. Um, I grew up with a lot of Nintendo stuff, played a lot of Mario, played a lot of GameCube. Um, But I guess I was... I definitely was a little nervous about mm. fantasy type stuff just because of like the religious background I grew sure. up in. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, hmm, this might be witchcraft. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. uh oh, around 2011 when the 3DS came out, they released a remake of Ocarina of Time, which originally yes. was for 64. Came out on 3DS. It was kind of like a uh complete they added a few things to it. Um yep controversial with the fans about which which one's better between that and the original but it was my first zelda game and i believe it was the first one that i beat too Mm, i did get skyward sword that same year but i didn't beat skyward sword for a few years just because that's a long game it is but yeah ocarina of time yeah and then did you eventually you made the jump to breath of the wild then not too long after that well i uh let's see before Breath of the Wild came out, I beat a few more of them. I beat uh, Phantom Hourglass. Mm-hmm. I beat um, oh, the train one. Ah, uh, Spirit uh, Tracks. Yeah, Spirit Tracks. Uh, Link goes choo-choo. Choo-choo. A bunch in that game. Uh, I beat... Let's see. I have not beaten Twilight Princess or Wind Waker, which is like which are like the two biggest ones that I haven't beaten. Yeah, yeah. Um, I beat, I've beaten uh, Link... Uh, What's it called? Um, Link Link's Awakening. Worlds? Link's Awakening. Uh, I've played a good chunk of a lot of the other ones, like Link Between Worlds and Link to the Past, but I haven't beaten them. Yeah. But yeah, I would say that like I am definitely a Zelda fan. Yeah. What about you, Brad? So mine goes way back. So back in the day, that we used to have Nintendo Entertainment System, or the what? I guess you just call it a Nintendo, an NES. Yeah, or like NES. So. On that NES, we had the Advent Link's Adventure, Adventure of Link, which was the second Zelda game. And that was the very mm. first one I played. And that game is mm. really, really, really hard. It's and brutal. I remember thinking that I thought I really liked the vibe of the game. It was just mm-hmm. really way too hard for me. So fast forward a few years later, and I got Ocarina of Time for Nintendo 64. And that's what mm-hmm. sold me on the Zelda franchise, just the... The over the very tight feel of the game. The story mm-hmm. was really cool. The enemies were cool. The dungeons were cool. So I really like that. Totally I, formative. Yeah, I didn't play Majora's Mask until much later, mainly because I didn't have the expansion pack, and by that time, like mm-hmm. those were impossible to find. Ooh. And I ended up playing Wind Waker next, and I liked Wind Waker. I know there was mm-hmm. some controversy about the art style, but I liked it. Then I played uh, Twilight Princess, a few of the handheld games like Oracle of Ages, Oracle of Seasons. Beat those two. Um, I, oh, got I, didn't, Sky- I didn't realize you had beaten Oracle of Ages and Seasons. 
Oh, no, I, I meant I beat the, um, yeah, I actually, I beat Oracle of Seasons, never beat Oracle Ages, nice. and I beat Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. Nice. I never beat Skyward Sword. I beat Breath of the Wild, and I played A Link to the Past by never beating it. Mm-hmm. So there's quite a few Zelda games out there. It's definitely one that was very formative for me and one yeah. that I I've, think I'm still, a, I, I still enjoy Zelda games for sure. Yeah. And I think I think that it's safe to say that Zelda is what got you into games. Yeah, I would say it was Mario was the very first, and Zelda is what kind of sold mm-hmm. me on it. Yeah, that 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 was like you maturing with games. Yeah, for sure. So for this band, Master Sword, this is so this is actually the smallest band we've ever reviewed because now becoming the archetype was a little small, but they've been around for long enough that they've been yeah. able to tour with some somewhat biggish names of the metalcore yeah. space but this mm-hmm. band is a pretty small one it's yeah, a like, power how did metal you band. find this band I, it was just the spotify algorithm it just recommended you All might right. like this and i'm like ooh, i like this thank you based spotify yeah so they're a power metal band they sing about zelda led by a woman and she's great lily and i this is a really this is a really fun album that they made and this one, the final door, focus doesn't really focus on a specific game, but more just a variety mm-hmm. of things. They will be making a new album that's going to focus on Majora's Mask, though. So, oh well, that's sick. Majora's Mask tonally is my favorite Zelda game. Oh yeah, Majora's Mask is really cool. I like how Majora's Mask reused all the Ocarina of Time assets, but just did them in a different way. Yeah, it's like they reused all the assets, but gave the assets to Tim Burton. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. So why don't we go ahead and start with the first song, The Final Door. Curtis, tell me what you thought about this song. All right. So um, <laughs> so as I mentioned previously, I am in a new living situation now. So I have housemates that have been my friends for a while. And one of my housemates actually listened to this full album and like analyzed the lyrics with me. Yeah. And she is a Zelda fan. Okay. All right. So she was kind of helping me like pick up on some of like the subtler references here. And uh, I'm curious to see what your interpretation of this is. Cause I mean, they might have an official one out there, but sure. um, her thoughts were that uh, this song is about facing dark link in the water temple. Yes, it definitely is about facing dark link. I think it could be either the water temple or it could be at the end of adventure of link where you find yeah, him yeah. as the final boss. Mm-hmm. I yeah I really like the um how they took a concept that's pretty small and made a song out of it like mm-hmm. it's the final fight it's against yourself Dark Link is underrated yeah so an adventure of Link the he was really tough because he came after the final boss which was already tough oh shoot but there was a way you could cheese him where you could just sit down in the corner and just stab it over and over and he couldn't counter that and it eventually would kill him mm. it's, it's always fun we could do a cheese oh yeah and ocarina of time he was also you kind of had to cheese him a little bit because he could be a little irritating mm-hmm. i like, yeah, like i just want to get through this temple also the intro riff it's a remix of the palace theme from adventure of link oh which I that's thought awesome. was cool. yeah i love it i loved how ambient it was yeah I love the the powerful picture. I love the vocals throughout it. I love the uh, strike him down. <laughs> yeah, my favorite lyric was the darkest places are the ones left in your mind. Yeah. 
my favorite was Quell the Chaos seeping out from the evil in his red glowing eyes. <laughs> Just a fun opening song for yeah. a concept album. And I will say, so the intro to the song Footsteps, I like the burning torches and the opening door. That's a really cool mm-hmm. effect. So yeah, yeah I really like this song. I gave What'd it a six, six, 16. I gave it a 15. Ooh, nice, nice, nice. Already we got some good scores. I've got a good <laughs> feeling about this. Oh, yeah. So, so okay. I, go ahead. Hero of Time is next. And uh, I like that it's it's not all positive about like, oh, yeah, here's our bright little hero. He's going to come save the day because it's yeah. a kid's game. No, it, it more talks about like the cycle of fighting, dying, and then reincarnating as yeah. a kid in the green tooth. Yeah, because a big one of the themes in Zelda is that Ganon always comes back, but Link or Zelda are always reincarnated to fight him, so it's kind of an eternal mm-hmm. struggle. Yeah. Which would make uh, for an absolutely fantastic Netflix show. I hope mm-hmm. they pull the pl- the pull I pull the trigger on that someday. Yeah. I have to say for being an indie band, they sound really good. Like the instrumentation is all really clear, the solos are yeah. really good. Mhm. It feels really clean. Yeah, for for a band this size, normally the 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 production is very good, but the production is really good here. The drums are bumping in this song. Oh, they have really good drums. I will say this song is kind of what it felt like to play Ocarina of Time as Adult Link. Like mm. it, 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 my favorite lyric was "Winds rushing past you for eternity ride. No man can best you. You're the hero of time." Mine was "Hear the cries of the dying around you. The fallen on fields painted red." But hero, your world isn't over. Ooh, yeah, like I, so like you cool. said, I love I love how you can feel the weight of the second half of Ocarina of Time in this song. Yeah. Another thing I'll say is cool is how Zelda has kept the hero of time motif alive as sort of this uh thing in the background. Like in uh, Wind Waker mentions it. I mm-hmm. think Breath of the Wild does too. Yeah, that's true. I like I like the continuing themes and motifs throughout the series. Yeah, because okay, Zelda has a timeline and it's a little wild. And <laughs> yeah, so the Zel- the Zelda fandom for a very long time had a lot of theories about what the timeline could be, and eventually they came out with an explanation. They said, "Well, after Ocarina of Time, it's split off in three directions. You got the one where with Adult Link where he left." You got the one with Child Link, and then you got the one where Link died. Yeah. Link just lost, and then the sages had to intervene. Yeah, Link just freaking dies. Yeah, which is like... Isn't that the Twilight Princess timeline? That is the timeline that the first two games are in. So Legend of Zelda and Link to the Past and all that. Oh, yeah, because, like, Twilight Princess, I think that's child timeline, isn't it? Yes, it is, because it shows, like, them imprisoning Ganon because... In that timeline, Child Link, he has all the intel, and he goes to he and Zelda go with the king and be like, hey, maybe you should arrest this Ganondorf guy. <laughs> He's like, Stay back okay. to the future. And... Yep. He's like, that's, okay. That's hilarious. <laughs> Whereas, of course, okay. in the Wind Waker timeline, you know, Link isn't around, so when Ganon comes back, everyone's like, oh, no, where's the hero of time? It's like, but he didn't show up. So the gods are like, well, we might as well flood the Hyrule now. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, what'd, this song... Go ahead. I was just going to say, what'd you give it? I gave it an 18. Really like this Whoa, one. Whoa, I gave it a 16. I thought it was definitely a banger. Yeah, they really do a good job of making hype songs. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, let's like talk- this, this album made me want to play a Zelda game. Exactly. And that's when you know an album that's about something is doing its job and it makes you want to play yeah. it. So let's talk about Children of Old. So I first thought I liked the transition with the rain sound effect to the gentler instrumentation. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. Is this one about Skyward Sword? I think it might I be. Was, oh yeah. Like I was I was about to say this is definitely about Skyward Sword. Yeah. Um they talk they talk about the goddess a lot more in Skyward Sword. There's a lot more of like building out that lore and like Zelda's relation to the goddess. Um, yeah. Brad, what Skyward Sword is one of the more controversial Zelda games. What are mm. your thoughts on? Okay. So I really like the art style. I like the story. I like that Zelda's more just sort of your friend that you're trying to find. I like the, I like some of the characters in it, like Goose is hilarious. Bruce? Bruce. That's yeah, yeah. Bruce, Bruce is hilarious. I don't like the motion controls. Mm-hmm. I think the Switch version definitely improved on them. I just think there are too many times where it becomes a frustration. Like when you're trying to get the, the final key to the boss area, that's frustrating. When you're trying to navigate with the freaking beetle, that's irritating. Yeah, that is annoying. Even sometimes with the sword play, sometimes you're trying to swing. You know you swung the sword vertically, but it registers it as a horizontal swing or something like that. Yeah, that, that's just you having to fight the game. Yeah. I think it's it's a, it's a game I want to like. And I've tried very hard to like it. And I will eventually beat it. It's just mm-hmm. really a hard game for me to play. What do you think? Um, I think that mileage will vary with motion controls. Um, I think that part of it is like some of my most um, formative years of gaming was based around the Wii. Ah, so I feel that's like right. I, I, was, I was literally 10 years old when the Wii came out. Right. So... That was like the first major, like, oh, it's a big deal that a Nintendo console is coming out. Yes. I had a GameCube, but I didn't really have like the the awareness of like, oh yeah, this is a huge deal. But like with the Wii, it's like, oh, this is gonna change everything. Mm-hmm. And so like I played the living hell out of the Wii. Yeah. And I en- I enjoyed I didn't really even know at the time that people didn't like motion controls. So by the time Skyward Sword came out, it was basically like the last big Wii game to come out. Yeah. Um I was like, oh yeah, more motion controls. I'm I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. And as I've gotten older, there have definitely been some clunkier uh, applications of it that I've realized yeah. looking back on it. But I still have a lot of love and nostalgia for it. Yeah, for me, motion controls. My big problem with it is that it adds an extra layer of things you have to do when you play a game. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. now I got to do all this stuff in addition to playing the game. Mm-hmm. Which it also makes games a lot harder to port. It does. Oh, it does, 100%. But yeah, it's definitely a game that I think is really cool, and I think it definitely has some great points to it. My favorite lyric was, when darkness falls, they shall return. A shadow of evil once more yearns. And they, they also just straight up dropped the, the, the term demise in here. Yeah. Which also yeah. leads me to believe it's Skyward Sword. Like, that's like the original demon form of Ganondorf or whatever. Yeah, I like how the song um, my, builds on itself, too. Yeah. My favorite lyric was, Blissfully at peace, they are the gift of the goddess gave. Mm. It's a, yeah, it's a fun song. I gave it a 13.5. I gave it a 14. Nice. Man, also, we are um, did they, uh, this was one of Emily's notes. Did they throw a Song of Storms reference in there? 
Yeah, they did. There definitely was some Song of Storms uh, instrumentation thrown in the middle of there, which Sweet. I really like. So this this album does a great job of integrating Zola themes without letting those themes overpower the song. Yeah. It's more like, like oh, like, that's cool. It's still power metal through and through, but it's just seasoned with the right stuff. Yeah. So let's talk about a song that is that I like to call the horny song in this album, the Enchantress. Oh, yeah. There's some there's some spicy imagery in. Yeah. First thought is okay. This is a really horny song about the great fairies. Oh, so it's about the great fairies. I mean, okay. I could be wrong about this, but they do have the great fairy theme that plays in the background, and it seems True. to be some magical enchantress. So maybe. Maybe yeah. one of the band members just had to say that was a special awakening for him. Yeah. Me and Emily thought or, that it could be referring to the two witches from Ocarina of Time. That, that like, could be possible, about, too. They talk about one being of the ocean, one being of, like, the sand, and one's, like, kind of water and fire interchangeably. That's, that's another good point. Like, which, I like uh, how... Go ahead. Which, I, which, come to find out, I did not know this. Apparently, they were the surrogate mother mothers of Ganondorf. Yes, they were. That's great. Yeah, because in Guru, so in the Gerudu uh, nation, they only ever have women, so they have to find a willing partner or unwilling partner to mate with them. And only every once in every hundred years will male be born. And that male becomes the king, and that was Ganondorf. Well, there you go. I like how it integrates the uh, different realms of Zelda, like ocean, forest, desert, and skies. Mm-hmm. I like the uh, unique energy to it. My favorite lyric was, Wallowed in her ecstasy and beauty now to rest, whispering her magic as she holds you to her breast. Ooh, mine was, uh, enraptured by her beauty, wandered deep into her lair. <laughs> and I'm like, I wish that was me. I sure want to wander into the lair. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun one. I gave it a 14. Yeah, I gave, I like this one a good bit. Uh, I liked it. I gave it a 16.5. And my last point was, man, we need a game, like a prequel game about Ocarina Ganondorf. That would be so cool because he is just an interesting character. One that yeah. I like his characterization, especially in Wind Waker. Mm-hmm. Let me play as the door. I want to play him. All right. Why don't we talk about a bloody history? Mm-hmm. This is a fun one. To start off, what was your interpretation of this song? I think this song is about the bottom of the well and the shadow temple. Yep, yep, that's what we thought too. Because it seems to describe some sort of really dark period in Hyrule's history. Possibly Mm -hmm. either the genocide of the Sheikah tribe itself or something the Sheikah tribe did. Mm -hmm. So for some context, when you go to the bottom of the well in The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, You'll notice a few weird things, one of which is they have this X shape around, and that X shape has a lot of blood on it, and below that is a pit of acid. So that X shape is a form of a crucifix where they would crucify people, and then the bodies would be dropped down into the acid and dissolved. That is messed up. Yeah, so this is is an E-rated game. Let's not, let's ride people. (laughs) Yeah, they don't make E-rated games like they used to. Yeah, in the Shadow Temple, you get all these voices saying, like, this is that dark, bloody history of Hyrule. Yeah, because, like, weren't there, aren't there, like, a bunch of, like, or at least 
it's eventually revealed it's a crypt for the royals too yeah yeah i like the intro with the creepy distorted voices and the drums like that was cool. mm-hmm. yeah one of my one of my points was i'm gonna send you to the shadow temple jimbo yep <laughs> my favorite lyric was run through the catacombs destruction their wake through ancient walls and ancient halls of cities they would take mm. mine was they murdered our brothers they showed no recourse mm. i love the distorted deep voice in the background that duets with the main voice that is really cool oh yeah that that definitely gives the song its own identity mm-hmm. this song my favorite so far i give it a 19 whoa i like that i gave it a 15.5 nice nice so far all all certified bangers some some good scores all right so why don't we talk about uh forgotten in stone oh yes the breath of the wild song oh yeah this is a breath of the wild song 110 percent. so in breath of the wild you're uh, there guardians yeah, they're guardians. You know, Link wakes up after about 100 years. He's still alive somehow. And, you know, he's just going to be like, oh, well, I guess I need to go help Zelda. She's trapped fighting Ganon. But first, I'm going to, you know, spend about 100 hours looking through for all these shrines. <laughs> well, you see, back in the day, Zelda placed Link in a fridge. And she yep. closed the door of the fridge. And she's like, you may not get out of the fridge until 100 years from now. And he's yep. like, okay. Okay, ma'am. Um, I like the lyric, uh, do you wonder who the ancients prophesied to vanquish lingering demise, whereupon a princess yep. struggles to survive? Yep, that was mine too. I love the connection back to Skyward Sword in yes. the earliest in the timeline. Um, Brad, do you remember when, like, they finally came out and, like, admitted where Breath of the Wild takes place in the timeline, and they just said that it takes place, like, across the timeline, where it's like, oh, yeah, yep. like, you can interpret it in a bunch of different ways. Like, it could be the very beginning. It could be the very end. Whatever you want. Yep, you can tell they just did not want to deal with the timeline at that point. And they're just like, nope. well, you know, it's everywhere. Like, but tell me about the lore. I do like, so the symphonic elements in the song are a lot of fun. I love the soaring mm-hmm. instrumentation as well as sort of the last stand of the Guardians against Ganon. That was cool. Mm-hmm. The solo the bridge was, really was cool. super fun. Yeah. So for Breath of the Wild, um, I liked it. I thought it was a really good game. I do have some issues with it. We've talked about it a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it just gets a little repetitive towards the middle. And some of, I think the story is kind of all over the place. It isn't that tight. It felt like like they tried to almost do like a FromSoft thing with the Mm -hmm. story. Where like a lot of it's in the background. A lot of the lore is very implicit. And you basically have to watch like hours of YouTube videos to be like, okay, so this might be tied to Twilight Princess or something like that. Mm -hmm. I feel like that element of it is a lot cooler than the the story they actually tell, which is like, oh yeah, like you you gather four guys and they have mechs and then you go fight Doof. Yep. I mean, it it definitely has some cool elements. I like that technically you can just run straight to Hyrule Castle if you want to. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a overall fun game, and this song in particular, I really liked it. I it's it's a long song, but it's a fun one, mm-hmm. and I gave it a seventeen. What score did you give mm-hmm. it? Hmm. I gave it a fourteen and a half. I thought it was pretty solid. Yeah, and I'm just gonna say, so Tears of the Kingdom it will be coming out in May. I hope it's a good one. I really do. And we will be reviewing the five hour long soundtrack for that game. <laughs> Ranking all the songs, 
Yeah, it seemed like I remember like with uh, Breath of the Wild, the soundtrack was more kind of in the background. It was just little Dude, like instrumentation. Basically, all the songs were just wind blowing across grass. <laughs> it's literally it's the grass. touch grass game. <laughs> yep. It's like I will not go outside. I will virtually touch the grass. Yeah. Or or unless when you run into the little um uh, what do you call those little snake things that had the the laser beams? Guardians oh, or something? Yeah. Oh, they weren't guardians, yeah. were they? Oh uh, no. Um hmm. Yeah, I but those remember. those things. I remember yeah. the music that would play with them, the little stressful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fun. But let's get into the final song, which this one has a music video. And man, yes, oh man, it does. this music video something. Mm-hmm. So this is The Forsaken Tribe. It's about the Gerudo, and it's about Ganondorf. And in the video, they cosplay, and one of the guys, the main guitarist, he is dressed up as Ganondorf, and the singer dresses up as Naburu, the Gerudo leader, and they have a fight, and it's great. Yeah, like, the, the whole music video is an absolute labor of love. Yeah. And like, like, you can tell the passion they poured into that, and I love that. I know. I love the passion. There's a lot of power to the song. So mm-hmm. this one, this song is the one that integrates the Grudu Valley theme. And I have to say, it's a little basic, but the Grudu Valley theme is just my favorite overall oh, Zelda. It's so good. Because what like, it is, is it mixes in both Western and Middle Eastern together. And it's just, mm-hmm. oh, it's so cool. It just tickles my brain every time I hear the do 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 It just has that kind of galloping sound to it. Mm-hmm. I like that even though the song is mostly instrumentation, it really works. I like how her voice syncs up well with the instrumentation. Yeah. My favorite lyric was, though he claimed what he wished and spoils, driven by no fear of mortal coil. Uh, my favorite lyric was, a deadly harem to rack the land. I want a deadly harem. It's like, I wish it was me. Me. I want to be Ganondorf. Why can't I be Ganondorf? <laughs> he's such a Chad. Yeah, Ganondorf, he's kind of like a... When you think about video game villain designs... Oh, man. He's not necessarily the odd one out, but he's certainly very evocative. Like, he's just this yeah. green dude who's really big and has a cape. Yeah, because, like, you got Bowser... And he he ranges from somewhat threatening to a teddy bear, depending yeah. on the game he's in. You've got like oh Kirby with King DDD, who's literally just a plushie. <laughs> yep. You got Eggman, who's just a walking <laughs> yep. egg. Yep. 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 Uh, I mean, I I don't. Obviously, he's not quite as edgy as like a Sephiroth, but no. this is a Nintendo we're talking about. Yeah, I don't think Gandorf's going to come bursting through the halls and stab Zelda with his big sword. <laughs> yeah, until until they finally give us our fully voice-acted, story-driven Zelda game that we've been asking for. Please give it to us. <laughs> please, at least before I die. Yeah, and please improve the voice acting. Breath of the Wild had some great greasy moments. <laughs> it was a little rough. Yeah, just a little rough around the edges. But this song, I mean, I loved it. I gave it a twenty. Mm. Yeah, it was my it was my top song of the album. I gave it a seventeen. Nice, nice. And it also uh, had my favorite. It also had my favorite instrumental intro of all the songs. Yeah, and I love the long the long outro was really cool too. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so let's go through the scores. So at the bottom, we got uh, Children of Old, 13.75, The Enchantress, 15.25, Final Door, 15.5, Forgotten in Stone, 15.75, then the top three, Hero Time, 17, Bloody History, 17.25, and The Forsaken Tribe with an 18.5. Those three are all deserving of making it on the playlist. All right. So overall thoughts. Curtis, why don't you start us out? Yeah, I think this is... It just understands the assignment, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. it, uh, it's a video gamey, fun, over-the-top Zelda power anthem. Yes. That you enjoy over 40 minutes, and obviously, if you're a Zelda fan, it's going to hit. Yes. Now, as a pure album, I don't know how much I would listen to this album by itself. Sure. I don't know... I don't know if I would add any of these songs to like my current rotating playlist. Mm -hmm. I would definitely add it to my metal playlist. Yeah. Um, but I think that the songs in and of themselves are very quality to me. Yeah. But as, as an overall album, I think that there are a lot of albums I'd rather listen to that we've reviewed. Sure, sure. Than this. But I think that on a song per song basis, I have very few complaints. Yeah. So my real thoughts, Power Metal and Zelda, Match Made in Heaven, it's a shame this band doesn't get enough attention. They cover a variety of topics in the game, and they remix Zelda themes without just copying it completely. I think you can enjoy this band without knowing Zelda, but that really adds a lot to it. Yeah. I don't have any criticisms of it directly. I do think it could have maybe benefited from actually a few extra songs. It was a little short. Yeah, it I was mean, a little short. But I mean, they put a lot of effort into the songs they did, and a lot of the songs they did were pretty long. So yeah, and it was still a forty-minute album. So I mean, that wasn't too bad. Yeah, sometimes you have to consider. Sometimes you got to go quality over quantity, and a lot. We've all listened to albums where you think, eh, they could have cut three or four songs, and it would have been fine. Mm -hmm. But overall scores, um, it's a tough one because I think this is an album I really like. Mm -hmm. Not a top tier album, just because I wouldn't want to listen to it all the time, but definitely, a, yeah. uh, definitely in the high B tier. So for that reason, I gave it a score of an eighty-five. What score did you? Mm. So I'm gonna give it a solid seventy-two. Mm. Not, not bad. So that makes it a seventy-eight point five. Who does that tie it with? <laughs> it ties it with post-human survival horror. Oh boy! Okay. Oh boy! Okay. Personally, I feel like Posthuman is a better album. Personally. Personally. But, yeah. but if we can't agree on it, I'm fine with letting it be tied for now. Yeah, I'm fine with tied it for now because I need to re-listen to Posthuman. Right now, I would rather listen to Master Sword than Posthuman. But other than like obviously they're the Kingslayer song. Really like that song. So mm -hmm. Let's just put it on a tie for now and just see that, see where the fates lead us. We'll, we'll, we'll see how it gestates. Because when we got a tie, that gives us some leverage if we ever come into some <laughs> controversial moments. A corrupt bargain can be struck. <laughs> All right, Curtis. So do you have another album for us to review? Oh, I diddly do. Oh, boy. All right. All right. So the first... The first... Um... Hint. Yeah, first hint is uh, Fist. 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 Is it the 10,000 Fist album? 
No, that would have been the last clue, the third clue, if it was 10,000 foot. That's fair. All right, what's the next clue? The next clue is capitalism. Five-finger death punch. Yep. Ooh, Do you have boy. any guesses as to the album? Oh, I'm trying to remember which was, I can't remember the name of it, but it's the one with American capitalists on it, isn't it? Nope, that is not the album. Okay, what what is the album? The album is Got Your Six. Oh boy, got your that six. Is, that is like one of their, in terms of timeline-wise, later to middle albums released in 2015. And there are some fun songs on here. Oh, I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be a whole different, like... Uh... <laughs> oh yeah. Very like, different like, from what we normally How many reviewed. times are we going to be chanting punch, 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 punch? punch. <laughs> well, this is going to be fun. Well, once again, thank you for joining us. I'm Bradley Cooper. And I'm Curtis Cooper. Say Rankin. Rank.